Welcome to Tardi Mechanach Yomi. My name is Adina Schmidman. Join us for Pesach Ideas and Inspiration this Wednesday night, March 15th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time for smart shopping and koshering tips with OU Kosher. Sign up at ou.org slash women slash Pesach 23. And now for today's Perak. Welcome back to Torah Imech Anach Yomi with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Mrs. Michal Horowitz. Today we will continue our study of Sefer Tehillim. We are up to Kapitol Lamed Ches, Chapter 38. By way of introduction, the Steinzeltz Ketuvim tells us, this is a psalm of supplication by one who suffers calamity and is racked with physical pain and the anguish of being abandoned by formerly close friends. The psalmist acknowledges his transgressions and pleads to God for salvation, for apart from God, he has nothing. And I was uh, preparing this year and looking through this capital. It's 23. It's really a chapter of utter despair. The psalmist is in a place of um, where he's racked by physical pain, emotional pain, spiritual pain, has been abandoned, and pleads to God for hope and salvation. It is really one of utter despair. And I'll tell you by way of introduction, we're going to get to which is where I'm going. Uh, it reminded me of Megillus Eicha very, very much. The book of Eicha and the lamentation of Tzion and Yerushalayim as she sits bereft and has been abandoned by all of her friends and her lovers, and Jerusalem has been brought to ruin. Emotionally, she cries. Physically, so to speak, the city cries. And that's what this chapter reminds me of very much. the David Lahazkir, a psalm to David for remembrance. Hashem al-Baketzbechatochicheni, God, not in your wrath. Do not in your wrath chastise me. V'chamaschatiyasreni, and in your fury, do not rebuke me. Your arrows have pierced me. Your hand has come down upon me. There is nothing, there's no part of my body that is well because of your fury. There's no peace in my bones because of my sin. So the psalmist acknowledges that the troubles, the troubles that have befallen him are because of his sin. But nevertheless, the Damage that has been inflicted upon him is so severe. Look what he says. My sins are so numerous. It's like they have been piled atop my head. Like a heavy burden is my iniquity. They're too heavy for me. Like by the plague of dumb. By the plague of blood, Vayivasha, you are the Nile River stink. It it grew stinky. It, it, it um what's the word I'm looking for? It was rotten. Hivishu, my hivishu namukai, my wounds stink. Chaburasai, my bruises, me pnei ivalti because of my folly. Pasuk Zion, I am greatly bent over and bowed. I walk about in gloom the entire day. My loins are filled with refuse. There is nothing whole and healthy in my flesh. I am depleted. I am utterly crushed. I I roar from my heart's agitation. You can see the despair. Whoa. God opposite you are all of my desires. And my groans are not hidden from you. My heart races. My strength fails me. Even the light of my eyes 
has left me. And now what does the psalmist say? Pasukabes, just like Yerushalayim says, All of my friends have betrayed me. Oh Havai Virei Mineged Nigi Yaamodu. Pasukirbez. My friends and companions stand aloof away from me because of my affliction. Ukrovai and my close ones, Meirachok Amadu. Well, Krovai usually refers to relatives, the closest people. Stand from afar. They stand away from me. Pasukigimel. Those who seek my life lay snares for me. Those who wish me ill speak of devastation, uttering deceit all day long. I'm like a deaf person. I don't hear. I'm like a mute. I'm so overcome by my afflictions, by my travels, by my loneliness, by my abandonment. I have nothing even to say, Hashem. I'm just like a person who cannot hear. Like a person who has no power to rebuke in their mouth. You know, no matter how bad, how difficult things become, there's one constant that we can always rely on. To you and God, I hope. Despite all of his horrible pain that he describes here, David Melech says, you will answer me, Hashem, my God. Because I said, lest they rejoice and become exalted over me when my, tr- when my foot falters. So the enemies rejoice. I am poised to stumble. I'm almost, my bones are ready to fall. My pain is always before me. Now it's interesting. In Tehillim, David Amalek puts a number of things before him. One, Shivisi Hashem Negdi Samir, chapter 16, verse 8. Another, Samir, chapter 51. And here, Samir, my pain is before me always. So this is a recurring theme of things that are before King David always. On the one hand, Torah, on the other hand, is sin, and here, his pain. Sometimes when a person is so overwhelmed by pain and suffering and nisyonos, it's hard to escape them. I will tell my sin, I'm so worried because of my sin. Pasuk of Aleph, those rendering evil for good despise me because I pursue goodness. And he ends with a tefillah. Alta azveini Hashem elokai, alter chachmimeni. Please, Hashem, do not leave me. Do not be far from me, Hashem, my God. Chushal azrasi, hurry, quickly, help me. Hashem teshuasi, the Lord is my salvation. A psalm, a psalm of utter despair that reminds me of Echa very much. Obviously, I can't go through all the psukim and Echa with you. It's impossible. I'm going to read you. It's not impossible. It's just impossible given the time frame in today's year. It's actually very possible to go through all the Pesukah Manecha, but not just right now. So I'm just going to read you in English the translation of a number of verses from Echa. Okay? Um, I'm starting in Perak Alf, Pesukir Aleph. All her people are sighing, searching for bread. They traded their enemies for food to keep alive. Look, Hashem, behold what a glutton I have become. Lo aleichem kol ovrei derech. May this not befall you, all those who pass on the road. Habitu ru'u, look and see. Is there any pain like my pain? Asher olali, which has befallen me. Asher which God has afflicted me on the day of his wrath. From on high, he sent a fire into my bones. It crushed them. He spread a net for my feet, hurling me backward. He made me desolate. In constant misery, the burden of my the burden of my transgressions was accumulated in his hand. Here in our chapter, Davar Melch also speaks about the burden of his transgressions are so heavy for him; they're a heavy burden, which is exactly what the Megillah says in Echa. My transgressions were knit together and thrust upon my neck. God sat my strength. The Lord has delivered me into the hands of those I cannot withstand. 
The Lord has trampled all the heroes in my midst. He called upon me in appointed time, the Shborbach, right to smash my young men. As if in a wine press, the Lord has trodden the maiden daughter of Judah. So many of the themes in Eicha are evocative of the themes here on this capital of Tehillim. Over these I cry, my eye, my eye drips, it runs with water, tear, because a, a, a comforter, a restoration of my stool is far from me. My sons are desolate, the enemy has prevailed. Tzion sent forth her hand. She spread her hands. There's no one to comfort her. Where am I up to? I'm sorry. I'm being positive. Please. Hashem commanded against Yaakov. His enemies would be all around him. Just like a woman in Nida. It's forbidden to her husband. And it's like Jerusalem is in Nida. No one wants to come close to her. No one wants to touch her. And then... In Echa, Pazukirchas, we admit, Sadiku Hashem, Kipiu Marisi, Hashem is righteous. I've rebelled against His word. Listen, all of you nations, and see the pain of the Virgin of Jerusalem, of the young men, Holchu Bashavi, who have gone into captivity. I called my lovers, but they deceived me. My priests and my elders perished in the city as they saw food to keep alive. See, Hashem, how distressed I am. My heart is turned over inside me. Outside the sword bereaved, inside it was deathlike. Perak Bez Echayai Babo Hashem Batsion Hishlich Meshamaim Eretz Tifer Yisrael. Perak Bez, the Lord in his anger has clouded the daughter of Zion. He is cast down from heaven to earth, the glory of Israel. The Lord consumed without pity all the dwellings of Jacob. In his anger he raised the fortress. He cut down in fierce anger all the dignity of Israel. He withdrew his right hand in the presence of the enemy. He burned through Jacob like a flaming fire, consuming on all sides. The Lord became like an enemy. He consumed Israel. He consumed all our citadels. He destroyed its fortresses. He increased within the daughter of Judah, moaning and mourning. It's just a small excerpt of the despair of Yerushalayim and Sion. It was composed 18 years by Yermiel before Churban Bayes Rishon. Nobody wanted to hear it. They tore up the scroll and threw it into the fire. But alas, it came true. That is very much what this chapter of Tehillim reminds me of. I'm going to quote an excerpt from Rabbi Joseph B. Salvechik, the Rav, on the Savior, the Lord is righteous in all his ways. Says the Rav, we should have the Holocaust in mind when reading passages where Kalir, Eliezer Kalir, the great uh, python, describes what happens during Churban Beit HaMikdash. At the end of the Kinnah beginning, Zechar Asher Asa Tsar Bifinin Be. Finim, Kalir refers to the Gemara, Masechah's Gitin, that tells a story of 400 boys and girls who were captured and taken to Rome. They understood they were being taken in order to be exposed to an immoral life in a house of ill repute. They realized what their fate would be while on the high seas in the Mediterranean. They asked the oldest and most intelligent, the leader and authority, whether they would have a share in the world to come if they committed suicide and jumped into the sea. Will we rise with the dead on the day of the resurrection, or will we lose our share? in the world to come, because we have not been buried. And this young boy, says the Gemara, who was a scholar, quoted the Pasuk, actually from Tehillim, chapter 68, verse 23, the Lord promised, I'll bring back from the Bashan, I will bring back from the depths of the sea. He explained that this man, they too will come back and will have a share in the world to come, even from the bottomless depth of the ocean. He told them there is eternal life, regardless of the manner in which one dies. They understood that all of them would have a share in the world to come. 
They all jumped into the ocean, 400 boys and girls, and they drowned. Kalir writes that they said Shira when they jumped into the sea, just as Moses said Shira when the Red Sea split. What did they say? Ki alechna alecha haragnu kalayam. For your sake, we are killed all the time. Psalm 44, verse 23. As a matter of fact, according to the opinion of the Rambam, Maimonides, while the boys perhaps had to do it, the girls did not, because the woman is completely passive. In other words, if she was taken for ill repute, she was going passive. Maybe it was not a Yehereg v'al Yavar. But this might depend on whether they were being brought to Rome to be converted or to be instruments of physical pleasure. It is quite possible, however, that these young girls and boys were being sent to Rome not for pleasure, but to be converted. Perhaps they felt this is what 400 boys and girls, Perst Khurban, had to decide on a ship sailing on the Mediterranean Sea to Rome. Perhaps they felt the Roman authorities did not simply intend to satisfy their desires, but wanted to corrupt them, in which case both the boys and the girls would have been required to give up their lives. This is the first mention of martyrdom in the Kino. I want you to know that such experiences, such events, continues the Rav, took place not only 1900 years ago, but also during the Holocaust. The story is told that in Poland, religious girls did exactly what the girls on the boat did when the Germans selected a group of them for the purpose of having relations. They committed suicide rather than be exposed to the immorality. It is the same story exactly. I do not know how many girls were involved in Poland, but here the Gemara speaks about 400 children. These events repeat themselves. It is a story that happened in our time. There are other examples of this later in the keynote. Kalir refers to a story of a midrash that it tells about, the midrash tells about Marta Bat Betus. She was tied to the tail of a horse during the Khurban, and she was killed when the horse began to run. They used to bind women to the tail of a horse and drive the horse at maximum speed. Again, this happened during the Holocaust in Poland and Lithuania. They did not happen only 1900 years ago, they happen now in our time. This happened to a first cousin of mine by the name of Yeshaya. His mother was a daughter of Rav Chaim Brisker. Rav Chaim Brisker had one daughter. Rav Chaim Brisker was the Rav's grandfather. The Rav, his father was Rav Moshe, his grandfather was Rav Chaim Brisker. So he's telling a story about a first cousin. The first cousin's mother was a daughter of Rav Chaim Brisker. Okay? The Rav's aunt. Rav Chaim's son-in-law was Rav Hirsch Glickson, an Adam Gadol, a great man. His son was a little younger than I. My cousin, I knew him very well. He was not only a tzaddik, he was a Gaon Olam. When the Nazis conquered Warsaw, they found him and his wife. During the week of Shavuot, or after the wedding, they tied his wife down to one car. They tied him down to another car. They drove off at the speed of 70 miles per hour. Furthermore, shortly after this, the author of the Kinnot writes about the time of the Chorban. They used to swing a baby by his legs, we say in the Kinnot, and crush his skull against the wall. And the brain substance used to drip on the stones. I'm sorry, I'm literally quoting. That's what we say in the Kinnot. This too happened under the Nazi regime. This was their method for killing babies, swinging them against a hard wall until their skulls were crushed. They enjoyed this very much. Whatever happened here, what we are told about during Chorban Beit HaMikdash happened and was done with more cruelty and in greater magnitude numerically in Europe and in the Western countries by the Nazis. Quote, there is not a single detail that Rabbi Elazar HaKalir records from rabbinic sources that was not true during our lifetime in the 1940s in Lita, Russia, Poland, Hungary, and Romania. Jerusalem lays bereft. She lays forlorn. All of her holy places have been smashed. Her young men and virgin daughters have been destroyed and taken into exile. 
She cries at night. Her tear upon her cheeks. She has no comfort from all her lovers. All of her friends betrayed her. They became her enemies. The ways of Zion are desolate. They are in mourning. There is no one coming on the festivals. All her gates are desolate. Her priests sigh. Her virgins are sighing. And she is bitter. King David, we have to remember that the timeless words of David Amalek, which are included in the biblical canon, of course, first book of Ketubim, are not just the story of one individual, but the story of every individual and every generation, and the story of our nation as well. And this chapter so eloquently, powerfully, movingly and sadly describes the pain of someone who feels they have been abandoned by God. My loins can barely support me. They are filled with refuse. There is nothing whole and healthy in all my flesh. Verse 9, I am depleted and utterly crushed. I roar from my heart's agitation. My heart races, verse 11. My strength fails me. Even the light of my eyes has left me. Verse 12, my friends and companions stand aloof from my affliction. And those who are close to me keep their distance. They seek my life. They lay snares for me. They speak ill and devastation against me. Deceit all day long. I am like a man who does not hear. I'm like a mute. I have no power to rebuke. I am poised to stumble. My pain is always before me. And yet, the tremendous amuna of the Jew, as David Melech, and Hashem Elokai, Do not abandon me, Hashem, my God. Do not be far from me. Rasi. Make haste to help me. Hashem Teshuasi, God is my salvation. May we merit to see the pain of this Galus wiped away. And should come, because Yaakov, the Galus of Saketz, all of our pain, all of our destruction, all of our desolate places will be wiped away as we too say, do not abandon me, Hashem, my God. Do not be far from me. Haste to help me. Hashem, you are my salvation. Thank you for learning Lizech and Ishmat Sanya Finkelstein, Hannah Sarba, Chaim Leibel, Alashan, Eshidei Besaras Tovos, and I look forward to continuing tomorrow. Thank you and call to all.